from inside Memorial Stadium. This is the Huskers Radio Network podcast. All Huskers, all the time. Here's your host, Jessica Cootie. Welcome back into our Huskers Radio Network podcast. I'm Jessica Cootie. We continue our series of conversations, getting to know the Nebraska women's basketball team and excited to welcome in a fan favorite Nebraska kid, the pride of Humphrey, Nebraska, Allison Widener. How you doing? So many fans want to know, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, definitely could be better, but I'm um, just working through it, grinding through it. And, you know, I got a fantastic team behind me and community with between Lincoln and Humphrey um, that has my back. So, yeah. Which we're going to talk all, about all of that. But when you initially put out uh, your tweet and the response from fans and then, you know, even when you went down in the game, what did that mean to you? It was pretty overwhelming, I, I imagine, how many people were reaching out and, and um, you know, uh, replying to you on social media and all of that. Yeah, it was definitely overwhelming, and I just really appreciated it. Um, it really lifted my spirits and, and just made me realize how many people I have behind me. How motivating is that, knowing, you know, coming off an injury and, and knowing the process that's ahead? It's got to be... Uh, give you some fire knowing that there are so many people behind you. Yeah, I definitely have a lot of fire behind me and you know with my teammates They always keep me motivated and I just want to continue to push forward for them And so yeah, that's what motivates me. Well, let's go back to the game You were injured and the triple overtime went over Kansas They come in a, a top 20 team had not been beaten and you go down and you know You come back onto the bench, but everybody that talked after the game coach Williams the team were all saying how much they wanted to win it for you what did that mean to you yeah that made me pretty emotional um, just knowing that how how tight-knit our, our team is and knowing that they would uh, want to get that win for me and I just it made me really happy and I was really proud of them what was it like seeing them you know pull out that one in the way that they fought there yeah, uh, I was getting pretty excited on the bench, and I kept wanting to stand up, but I couldn't. And uh, I just really wanted them to get that win because uh, we had fought so hard for it, and I thought they really deserved it. What does it say about this team that, I mean, again, you, you talked about it, how close that you guys are, and, and they all want to do this for you now, and you're, you're kind of their inspiration now. Yeah, um, just no matter what, if someone goes down, we always want to do it for them. And, you know, with me being in that position, uh, and uh, the best thing I can do is continue to push forward for them and continue to cheer them on and be their biggest cheerleader um, because, you know, that's just what we do. We're like sisters, so we just continue to do everything for each other. When I had talked to the staff about this series and who to talk to next, uh, you were somebody that they recommended because you still have a role to play on this team. What does that role look like now? Um, I'm definitely going to have to step up and be more of a vocal leader um, and just pour as much energy as I can from the sidelines and just continue to cheer them on. There's been a couple of players that have had to step up in your absence. You, you talked about that, like whoever goes down, the next one up. But let's start with the freshman, Callan Hake, who's really played well these last couple of games. Yeah, I'm extremely proud of her. Uh, she's just playing with so much confidence right now, and I just hope that continues. Uh, she's been killing it, and I've just been so excited for her. These, uh, well, the two freshmen, Maggie Mendelson, too, uh, what has she provided as well since she's been back from volleyball? Uh, she's provided, like, an extra body. We don't have a, a whole lot of posts. And, um, you know, she's just tall, like, extremely tall. And she provides uh, great opportunities for rebounding and defense and um, does a very good job at it. What can you say about these freshmen? I know you had talked about... Uh, the way that the upperclassmen welcomed you in and, and the way that now these freshmen are coming in and, and trying to make an impact and they seem to be 
really welcomed and, and you guys really seem to welcome them with open arms. Yeah, for sure. Um, they're the sweetest girls and they make uh, practice and everything so much fun and they work extremely hard and it's, it's a really awesome to see that their hard work is paying off and um, showing in games. Another person that's uh, also filling a, a bigger role too, Kendall Moriarty, your bestie. How, how about her and, and the way she stepped up? Yeah, um, I'm really proud of uh, Kendall. Uh, she's done a lot of shooting before practice, and I see her putting all this work in, um, continue to do stuff on the side, um, not just in practice. And to see her shooting the ball so well and it paying off, it makes me really happy. And I just continue to push her to play with confidence and, and do what she does best. So. That's awesome. Well, I wanted to talk about uh, your teammates, but also your journey, too. And this really um, stood out to me when you had put out your tweet about coming back and you're going to be better than ever. I forgot exactly what you said, but there was a, a response that really stood out to me. It's from Kip, Kip Jeffries, and he said, my daughter plays in Class D2, and you are such an inspiration to all of those players playing in small schools. How much does that, uh, you know, do you keep that in mind, too, of, of how many girls, young girls are watching you and that maybe think they didn't have the same opportunities as, as others? Yeah, um, you know, I never forget where I came from. I came from Humphrey, Nebraska, a small town, and growing up, I just thought I didn't have a lot of opportunities either, and I just, you know, being in the position that I am now, uh, I'm really proud of myself, and I'm, I'm really grateful that all these girls have an opportunity to look up for me, and I can continue to do things for them. What went into that, though? I mean, because I know it wasn't easy. I talked to your parents back at uh, the NCAA tournament, and they had told me about how they were trying to figure out how to drive you three hours to AAU ball and, and all the things that had to be done for you to be able to play basketball. So from your perspective, what went into you being able to, to play at this level? Yeah, uh, my parents made a lot of sacrifices for me, and I'm really grateful for it. And even so, my brothers drove me sometimes. Um, but so, yeah, I'd have to go to track practice and, like, do my own workout and run, like, six 400s just back to back to back and then get in the car, drive three hours to Council Bluffs for practice and then do my homework on the road and at some point, either on the way there or on the way back and then basically go to sleep and do that three times a week. Wow, why? What, what motivated you? What inspired you there? Um, I played for Nebraska Attack and after my first tournament with them, I had probably about 20 plus phone calls with colleges um, just after my first tournament. And I just realized like, wow, I, I do have what it takes. And so that's what motivated me. So was that then when you started playing there, that's when you knew or was there, I mean, you always had the dream, right? To, mm -hmm. to play at this level? Yeah, I always had the dream and I would go to these tournaments with, my mom was my coach in grade school. And uh, we would just go to these tournaments in like Sioux Falls and stuff. And people would talk about me a little bit, but I just didn't know like if I really had what it what it took. And um, then when I started playing for Nebraska Attack uh, and all these phone calls started, that's when I realized like let's do this. Like I got what it takes. Speaking of that, Maddie Kroll, when she uh, committed to play here, she mentioned you. You guys were teammates, right? And and she talked about how much she was a fan of your game. Uh, how much are you a fan of her game? Yeah. So. <laughs> I was in my first year at Nebraska Tech, and she was a year older than me, and I ended up playing uh, in the age group above me, so I played with her. And I was just this new kid. They all knew each other. I had no idea, but Maddie, like, pulled me in, welcomed me in, and was just awesome. And we played so well off each other, and I'm just a huge fan of how tough and gritty she is, and, um, you know, she's willing to do anything for the team, so... You're going to get to play with her again, but what was it like to be reunited in a Nebraska uniform with her? It was really special. I was really excited for it. 
You'd uh, mentioned your brothers too, and I'll never forget this. After one of the games last year, you're a true freshman, and, and I talked about you know how are you able to do some of the things you're doing. You're, well, I grew up with two brothers on the driveway that basically didn't allow me to call fouls and all that. That you were, you knew how to take some physical hits, and so tell us about that and, and how that how that shaped you into the player you became. Yeah, growing up with two older brothers is definitely a competitive household, and we competed in everything, whether it was folding laundry or just going one-on-one -on -one in the in the shed and stuff. And uh, a lot of elbows were thrown, and we wrestled a lot. And uh, I'm so competitive, I wanted to beat them in everything, and so that's just kind of where that started. They didn't take it easy on you, right? Not at all. I would go up to the house crying and <laughs> tell my parents that they weren't taking it easy, and they're like, "If you want to compete with the boys, you got to be able to handle it." So. Yeah, my parents didn't take it easy on me either. I'm sure there were times you're like, what am I doing? But how thankful are you for that now? I'm extremely thankful. Um, it's just kind of the way I play the game now. I play, I leave 110% out there and it all stems from my brothers and my parents. Why basketball? Um, well, growing up with two older brothers, it's basketball or football. And so um, we would spend some days running routes in the yard for my brother. And then some days we'd go to the shop, play one-on-one. -on -one, and. And that's just where it started. In, in basketball, I just realized that there's so many ways you can contribute, and it's not just from scoring, um, whether it's rebounding, assisting the ball, or just being a lockdown defender. There's just so many ways to contribute. That's awesome. Well, Humphrey, Nebraska, they're set to retire your jersey. Tell us about that. I mean, what was that phone call like when they're like, hey, we're going we're gonna to honor you and, and retire your jersey? Yeah, uh, my coach called me, and I was like, are you, are you serious? Like, is this for real? And he was like, yeah. And, and I don't know, it's just, I was overwhelmed. I was super thankful and um, I can't wait for it to be done and uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been pushed back a few times because of weather, but um, you know, how special is that? I mean, I know probably we'll sink in a little bit more after, but to know, you know, it shaped you and you talked about how much that, that support system means to you. So to go down in, in history in that way and the way that, that they're gonna honor you, what does that mean to you? It means a lot. I, d I don't even know if I can put it into words. Uh, just seeing all the Humphrey fans come, like support me throughout my high school career, and then continue to support me and see them in the in the stands at PBA, is just crazy. And I, it means so much to me more than they'll ever know. And um, it, this, some of them even came after I got hurt to the Michigan game, which is awesome. And I just really appreciate it. Okay, so um, if. There's some parents or some little girls listening in, and, and I just read the tweet from, from Kip Jeffries talking about how his, his daughter sees you as an inspiration. What advice do you give for some of these, these players that are playing at small schools that have been told, hey, you're not going to be able to get seen, you're not going to be able to go play Division One? Um, you definitely got to get out there and go to some tournaments and make sure that you're seen. Um, that's the, bi the biggest thing that helped me was just getting some exposure and then just continuing to work hard. And, you know, I let those comments kind of fuel me, like, you're not going to make it. You're from a small town. Like, you won't get noticed. And that's just kind of what ins like, inspired me and fueled me to just prove everyone wrong. So can you take me back to when you get the offer from Nebraska? Then that had to be a huge moment for you and your family. Yep, I remember sitting in the office and Coach Williams offered me and my mom was crying because she was so happy. <laughs> and I was just sitting there like, you know, trying to be mellow, pretty cool about it. And my mom's like tapping me like, be excited. And I was like, I am excited, but I don't want to freak out in front of all of them. But yeah, um, Nebraska's always been my dream school. So to finally hear those words and get the offer was just awesome.
How cool is it too? It's you, it's Alexis Murkowski, Maddie Kroll, that you know, you got some kids that are from Nebraska playing for this team and for the football new staff talk about how important it is. I mean, it's just every sport seems to make a huge emphasis on keeping that local talent home. How important has that been for you and this team? Uh, it's been really important. You know, we did have three starters from Nebraska and uh, there's just a lot of talent and I feel like um, we're kind of hardworking girls in Nebraska. Like it just seems like we're always gritty and hard nosed and stuff. And um, I feel like that's a something really good to have on your team. And so yeah. All right, gonna have some fun here to to close this conversation out. I back on signing day, national signing day for football. I asked the the recruits some fun uh, some fun questions, and some of them got some pretty heated responses. And so I thought I'd, I'd uh, ask you a couple of those, but the Chiefs on TikTok are a great follow and they ask their players like hilarious questions. So I stole these questions from them. But first of all, rank the Starburst flavors, the four Starburst flavors. This I'm, is one that got some, <laughs> some pretty heated debates, some whoa. pretty battles going on. Pink is definitely number one. I agree. And then I'm gonna have to go with yellow, then orange, then red. Red is last? Yeah. Okay, that's where you lost me. Red's my <laughs> second favorite. Okay, teammate, you do not want cooking. They had Thanksgiving dinner, but I'll say Christmas dinner. You do not want cooking Christmas dinner. Oh, boy. Um, oh, gosh. Probably, uh, probably Trinity Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Bad cook? I don't know. I just feel like everyone else is pretty good, but yeah. Okay, so I'll flip that then. Who's the teammate that you want? cooking Christmas dinner. Ani Stewart. Really? Yes. What's her specialty? I don't know. She has a whole cooking page on Instagram. Like she's cooked for us before. She's a very good cook. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll have to ask her about that. Um, which teammate are you giving the ox cord to? Ooh, um, probably Sam. Yeah? Yeah. She's got good, good music. Taste. Yeah, she's got all sorts of music. Yeah. All right. Favorite cartoon character? I don't really watch cartoons. Okay. Uh, do you have a New Year's resolution? Um, <laughs> not really, but probably to just uh, work through this injury and keep a positive mindset through it. Love it, love it. All right, let's uh, talk about the team now, because again, you're a part of this and the game planning. I know you're, you're as invested as you've always been. At Rutgers on Saturday, 1 o'clock, uh, break that down for us and, and what the team needs to go to get a win on the road. Yeah, I'm really excited for them. Uh, we start prep practice tomorrow and uh, just, you know, the main things we always focus on are transition defense, making sure we rebound, um, and then just playing with pace, poise, and putting pressure on the paint. You know, a lot of players that have an injury that sit out and have to kind of learn it in a different way always say that they're better for it afterwards. I, I'd be curious to know, now that you're just kind of starting this, how, what's your approach in that regard of trying to maybe study it and see it in a different way now that you can't play it, you know? Yeah, uh, like I said, my point of view is different now from the sidelines and stuff, but yeah, I just want to continue to help my teammates in any way, and if that's and seeing something on the court that I can help them with or something, yeah. All right, last thing I got for you, because uh, we're, we're starting to promote this thing heavy. It started back in the summer when I had Coach Williams on for our Title IX podcast. And she talked about growing the game and continuing to, to grow the crowds inside Pinnacle Bank Arena, which are already fantastic, but there's never been a sellout mm -hmm. inside PBA. So coming up Saturday, February 18th, 1 o'clock against Iowa, we have uh, coined that the sellout game. And so we're, we're making a push to sell out Pinnacle Bank Arena for the first time for a women's basketball game. Again, you're a Nebraska kid. What would that mean to you to see Pinnacle Bank Arena sold out for your game against Iowa? 
Uh, I think it would be pretty incredible. I've seen PBA pretty full before, but I've never seen it sold out for a girls game. And I think that everyone would be just in shock and be pretty fired up to play. And I think uh, it'll really help us. What does that say about Nebraska women's basketball fans? If this is even a conversation that we could even have, because there's a lot of places this wouldn't be a realistic goal, but it's a goal that can actually happen here in Lincoln. Yeah, I've actually had uh, some players like on the court say, like, you guys get a very good crowd and stuff. Like, this is awesome. And it is awesome for women's sports and for women's basketball and um, getting the support. Uh, it really helps us in the games, and just we uh, get a lot of fuel from the fans and their energy, and it carries over into our game. Well, Allison Weiner, appreciate your time. Uh, best of luck. I've uh, been wanting to get you on here, and, and I know fans would are had been wanting to hear from you and, and your perspective on, on how everything's going, so appreciate you spending some time with us, and uh, can't wait to see you back on the court soon. Thank you. And that is Allison Weiner with Nebraska Women's Basketball. Make, make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen to never miss an episode right here on the Huskers Radio Network podcast.